0: Lime, duh. Ah uh, ah uh, ah! Uh, yeah 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 yeah. Let's do it again, baby. Ahh! Whoa whoa whoa. Woo! Woo! Not changing my lifestyle. Wow. I'm for. Women every day, about- oh, welcome to the comedians of wrestling podcast, a podcast where comedians are dissected wrestling to an unhealthy degree. I am your host, the host with the most viral stand up about professional wrestling. Day back, aka Dutsky, aka Donnie Capri. From the time I AK Donnie Wrestling Donny Wrestling. Uh uh, 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 uh uh Coming at you like Cleopatra, baby, baby, gabba gabba, wee, gabba, yeah, yeah. Gabba, gay, gabba. gabba Gabba we gabba gabba gay gabba gaba This girl, gabba, she's fine uh, uh, uh. <coughs> <laughs> Damn, she's fine. <laughs> What up, Jabroniacs? We are back in action for your satisfaction with all of our spicy, spicy coming at you wrestling reactions. We got yes, weather on the two. Yes, we got uh, all the special events going on in the Dallas, Texas area this weekend. Shawn Michaels coming to it. You got a K. XLM. COW. All right. What up? Um,. Thanks. We're back at the podcast here. Um, let me just introduce her to my side uh, of the Zoom tiles. A real th- thorn in my side. The First Lady, Erin Finnerty in the house. What up? What up? What up? What up? And also not in the house, Nasty Newman, who was here and was having some serious internet connections in this, uh, this crazy jabron zone. <laughs> Of the the quarantine. We are slaves to the technology. uh, It's very
1: annoying. Yes. And full disclosure the three of us don't live that far from one another, but we are still subject to technology to record this podcast
0: lockdown yeah um, and so uh yeah so we're re-recording about the first 15 minutes of this <laughs> podcast so uh yeah we're gonna be recapping what we said uh yep. to deal with tech issues but by right, listen that's why we need your support and the best way to do that is patreon.com slash comedians wrestling if you're listening to this podcast every week and i know a lot of you are Give us a couple bucks over on the Patreon, and we are not asking for handouts. We uh, have bonus content every week, every Monday night Tuesday morning. We have the Cal Movie Club episodes where you're sitting around during this quarantine. You got nothing to do. You're like, what should I watch? We'll tell you what to watch. We're watching movies with professional wrestlers in them, and then we're talking about it. Um, Aaron, what movie starring a pro wrestler... Did we watch this week that they can listen to now, the patrons? And what episode uh, can they expect for next week?
1: Okay, well, this week we watched the 1995 cyber thriller, Virtuosity. It's a a classic, easy classic. We don't watch anything
0: it's not a classic. Everything's a classic. Literally
1: every movie that we watch is a classic. And it stars Denzel Washington, Russell Crowe, Michael Buffer, and Ken Shamrock. And uh, you can check out the episode and check out the movie on Showtime. It is pretty good, in my opinion.
0: This movie had the uh, incredible Russell Crowe performance. Yeah. Uh, this movie is dated as hell. It's like an internet movie before the internet exists. It's like a mm-hmm. want Matrix, wannabe Matrix movie. Yeah. Um, but you can check that out. And then what should we, what will we be watching for next week? What should the people get ahead of?
1: You guys have to check out a movie called Knockout, starring Stone Cold Steve Austin, now available on Amazon Prime and the official Cow Movie Club streaming platform, Tubi. And special announcement, we'll be releasing uh, a little sample of the Cow Movie Club on the main feed. With this episode, uh, we are putting out the My Spy episode that we did a couple weeks ago. And if you haven't seen My Spy, you can check it out on Amazon Prime and give uh, our Cal Movie Club episode a listen for free.
0: Dope. You can also get our AEW NXT episodes, um, bonus episodes on Patreon that I do with Nick Tullo uh, every Friday morning where we answer your questions about AEW NXT and we mark out even harder than this pod. Also... Um you guys could check out one more plug. Um you can listen to Aaron and I on the Damn Black Attack podcast bringing you the regular guy news, the least pretentious name in news today. Um started a podcast on my on my other podcast that's non-wrestling related uh because I am a three-dimensional individual, okay? Um we're talking about all the questions I have as a news junkie in the news. Um about stuff that they just assume you understand and not being pretentious, just being like, what does this mean? What does that mean? Right. And this week, um, we discussed the firing of Nick Cannon for anti Semitic comments. Um, and we go down a whole wormhole, uh, about why he was fired, where these theories come from. And, um, there's some positivity to the whole thing too. It's not just all about hate, there's some really great people who, um, Stand up to these kind of, um, this kind of bad words. Uh, and, uh, yeah. So l- give it, give it a listen over there in the regular guy news.
1: Check out regular guy yeah. news
0: on the Damn black attack podcast. Brought All to right? you
1: by, yeah,
0: <laughs> that's right. Anyway, um, Okay, let's get into all the wrestling spiciness that we already got into.
1: Okay, are, are you
0: ready? Because, I mean, we mm-hmm. had a pay-per-view. We had a Raw. We had SmackDown. We had NXT, AEW. Where are we going to begin?
1: I've Men in Blacked the uh, previous recording of this segment. Oh, so you I don't have? I not covered any of it, yeah. That, did we talk about that last week, Men in Blacking? Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, right. Tulo was saying, yeah, because I was trying to Men in Black. What did I want to Men in Black? Breaking Bad breaking bad we call it men in blacking we're using as a verb yeah to mean it's that wand. wand that that makes you forget seeing an alien yeah <laughs> right? i wanted
1: i wanted to men in black the experience of seeing the movie patriots day <laughs> for the first time right mm-hmm. um
0: and i wanted to just uh do breaking bad um and then you thought that was a better choice because it's Smarter a lot more co- yes. yeah a lot more content
1: mm-hmm.
0: anyway so anyway. um okay so we're gonna start So outside the ring, considering all the wrestling that was on this week, where I'm going to start is on Enzo Amore. Uh, (laughs) Swerve. (laughs) So Enzo Amore uh, put out this video that I happen to stumble across. I don't really know why, where he has the Cruiserweight Championship because when he got fired from WWE, he still had the strap the purple Cruiserweight title, and he he just never gave it back. Yeah.
1: Did they just replace it?
0: Now it's black, I think, and it's on NXT. So, you know. Right. I mean, they have multiple versions of every title. So he just happened to have one with him, you know?
1: Yes, yes. And Uh, he still claims he's the champ.
0: Yeah, so he's calling himself the real champ in the room. And I thought the way he said soft was so fucking stupid and funny. By the way, I'm not endorsing Enzo. Um, I don't think he should be a draw for you. If you happen to see a show that he's booked on, that's fine. But don't just go to see him because he got his bad character. He's Let's a jabron.
1: Honest. He's a jabron.
0: Yeah. Um, we
1: all threw away our headbands with the fake hair on um, <laughs> yeah. our leopard print.
0: We stopped Genius. doing that yeah. that dance every I was doing that when I wake up immediately. <laughs> the, the duck dance.
1: Going to like go get your toothbrush to brush your teeth. Absolutely.
0: You. I would do that just to start my day. A little stutter and walk. You know yeah. what I mean? And then totally. I'd, I'd, Yeah, I'd put on my slippers and then just do well, it immediately. Well,
1: <laughs> one time I ran into Dan at Albertsons, and yeah. he was actually going up and down the aisles of the supermarket doing the Enzo dance. Yeah, every... It's really
0: strange to see in the wild. I was going up the aisles, and I would do, like, how Enzo walks down the ramp. I'd be like, my name is Enzo Amore, <laughs> and I am a certified G and a bona fide stud, and so you strange. can't teach that. Mm-hmm. And this right here, this... Is Kellogg's <laughs> Frosted Flakes? <laughs> All right, uh, folks. Um, I couldn't even think of a cereal. You know that
1: Kellogg's Frosted Flakes. Do you know how health
0: fucking jacked and healthy I am. I could barely muster up the specifics of a cereal that was relatable to the folks. This you is the kind of elitist behavior. A
1: cereal aisle in <laughs> many moons.
0: Lucky Charms, that's a specific I can barely muster, okay? Because if you're eating Lucky Charms and Cinnamon Toast Crunch, I'm leaving you in my dust. You've been men in black by me, okay?
1: Can I tell you, I made like Rice Krispie Treats using Lucky Charms during this quarantine period, and it was was lit.
0: (laughs) I mean, yeah, there's nothing not to like about that. Yeah, it was was (laughs) was fire. Um, Okay, so here is Enzo, the new way he says soft, okay? Shit, it's S-A-W-W-E. F-T. Soif. <laughs> Let's hear it again. Yeah. T. S-A-W-W-E. F-T. Soif. Soif. Um. Okay. So here's the moment that is a bummer we lost on the other podcast, which is yeah. that I am obsessed with how Enzo says this.
1: Soif. Okay. Dan has sent this clip. Yeah around multiple times in the last 24 to 48 hours so he's seen it many times but on our previous recording of this episode (laughs) newman asked the question before he got cut off oh because wwe is soft and that was a moment of realization where dan realized that enzo inserted another W and another E for WWE. He I just thought he added a, a W wedding. and
0: an E to make it sound weird. I and didn't to make even... it sound
1: different so he could continue to use <laughs> this maybe licensed catchphrase. He didn't even pick up on it, and it was very funny.
0: <laughs> and um, now explaining a funny moment back is always very funny. Yes. Shame. I did not pick up on that. Um, it's similar to the time where I realized 10 years after the show was already – Um, canceled uh, or retired or uh, finaleed King of Queens. I realized it dawned on me oh that character probably lives in Queens and he's the king of Queens and I never never watched I'd never seen the show so I didn't realize he lived in Queens but I was like well what a good title. The king. He's the king of Queens.
1: Well if you would have even seen like the first 30 seconds of an episode you would have known that because it's like in the theme song. Uh, What? The Queensboro Bridge. Soif. Sawyer! Soif.
0: Anyway. What I, I an just idiot. What so a funny stupid. way to get around the, 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 the copyright of Soft or whatever. He says, Surfed. Surfed. Um, You know, Enzo, the thing about Enzo is he has a talent for wrestling, not in ring wrestling by any means, but he is definitely uh, a draw. He's also starting to, he looks like crap. If you look at his picture and stuff, like, I I, I
1: look at like the real ones account from time to time if it comes up, but I haven't checked in on him besides that video in a minute.
0: Yeah. Well, he's S a W W E F T. Uh, Okay. Anyway, moving on. So we're going to discuss again, the, the swamp fight from extreme rules, pay-per-view. I enjoyed Mm -hmm. extreme rules, pay-per-view. Um, it wasn't an amazing pay-per-view. I thought there were some sloppy moments with it, but, I still had a fun time with it. I I definitely walked away from this pay-per-view being a little bit like, it was a little bit like, I feel a little deflated with that every WWE thing is in that performance center. You know? Yeah. Every show feels the same.
1: It feels the same. And um, Nick Tulo pointed this out that, they didn't do any, they called it the horror show at Extreme Rules, but the set, the performance center, they did literally nothing to differentiate no. it from any of the weekly shows no. that we see on TV. It was a yeah. huge missed opportunity that could have made it like a little cool, cooler and like more palatable to watch, but yeah, it was so fun.
0: It's just this thing. It's like, I understand that they have like three, they had four shows last week if you count. NXT and the pay-per-view, you know, they have, I mean, that's like 10 hours of, of, of programming all in the same place. So I understand they're kind of stuck and, um, but man, I don't know. I mean, they're in Florida. There's no fucking rules in Florida. They can't find an outdoor place to do these matches, like get, uh, rent a high school fo- the football stadium. Right. And, and then, and, and right. And just have like the bleachers and <laughs> yeah, do the something
1: governor fun or- outside
0: or cool. Right. Yeah.
1: I'm sure the governor would give them any type of venue. I, I think they're just like stuck in their ways with this performance center thing. And, right, you know, AEW is already capitalized on using like a outdoor arena stadium yeah. for a match. So maybe they don't want to feel like, oh, we're copying them. I don't yeah. know. Yeah,
0: I mean, the AEW show feels very similar to what it would feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's missing the crowd and stuff, but they're have their same entrance ramp, and it's cropped. They still have pyro. Um, it do, It's not like when they do shots from the ringside and they shoot up. You're not seeing like a fan in a yeah. you know. Uh, yeah. and we're talking these are pay per views. Now look, look, we're in the middle of this crisis. I know some of you can be like, this is unfair. But I'm just saying, it, it's it's we're talking about a show. The ratings are in the toilet for this stuff. So, you know, it's it's making WB is, is stuck and they're not making they don't seem to be making moves um to fix the matches. Now, I do give them credit for the cinematic stuff. The money in the bank match was I didn't love it, but it was an attempt. It was a cool attempt. It was weird. Um <laughs> it was and bad. also, right. And um um it, it was weird and, and and they did like the swamp fight which we'll talk about, but Right now, the way I'm feeling, it's this is kind of shocking for me because um, I'm a huge WB mark. I was more excited to put on the Impact pay-per-view than really this pay-per-view almost, you know? Interesting, yeah. Um, now, that's also because we knew a lot of WB talent were going to go over there. So, so I think that, you know, and I don't know. I don't even watch Impact, really. So, um, and I didn't finish it yet, but I'm still going to watch that pay-per-view. But... You know, um, yeah, I don't know. There's, a, there's definitely a lack of, of excitement with the stuff going on, and um, I'm not sure how WWE's gonna break out of it. Uh, they do have some great shit going on. You have Randy Orton firing on all cylinders, but and I, I, I keep, uh, Randy Orton versus Big Show was the main event of Raw, and it was the lowest quarter hour WWE rating ever.
1: I'm not surprised by that. We were recording the Cow Movie Club during Monday night right. raw and I leave it on here on mute, but right. we had finished before that match came on and I just turned it off. I didn't watch.
0: Right. And the match was actually pretty good. Um like Orton was beating the shit out of Big Show with a chair and uh Show kicked out of an RKO. Like it was actually a good time. Um But it also made me think about this other element of WWE, which was that I feel like WWE has a reputation for kind of, like, being very throwaway with their talent or whatever, you know? But honestly, when you're watching Orton Big Show, you're like, these are older guys at this point, you know? Yeah. And you see Lashley, and you're like, an MVP, and you're like, wow, like... I was like, oh, maybe they really need to, like, really freshen up the talent pool here, you know? Right. Um, and, uh, and, and like, maybe that's also a thing where, like... But I, I don't know. I, you know, I, my point is that, like, I like WB giving these guys long-term jobs, you know? Sure. Uh, so I, I hope that's not what it is, but I just had that, that like, dawned on me, which is, that, like, oh, well, why am I watching AEW? It's all fresh. It's all new. But I just do think... The real answer to this thing is they just need to get creative for the long haul, like the long show. It's cool. Get these cinematic matches are awesome. I love them. But every match in that training center, it makes no, nothing feel like a pay-per-view.
1: Right. I, and I kind of feel like, you know, the mat the swamp match, for example, I mm-hmm. said like why can't they do this during the week to like make raw the three hours of raw, break that up, do something interesting in there. That's a great point. It doesn't seem like it's that hard to do. You know, AEW has done executed this like a few times with the dark order, for example, like they should be mixing it up because three hours every Monday in the performance center is a slog. And if they, they could do it, like make it part of the show every week. Just to make the regular programming more exciting.
0: Yeah, I think you're nailing it. Like the whole the the AEW the WWE model right now is not good because, like for example, Palm Springs right was a huge release movie. It was a big indie movie. Um, it was supposed to be. It, it, it went to Sundance. There was a bidding war for it. It was like the big movie people wanted to buy, and they're like, this is going to be a big hit movie, even though it was a small-budget indie film. And it came out on Hulu. It's just a, a blip on Hulu menu in this time <laughs> we live in. So the concept of a pay-per-view is non-existent, right? Yeah. And so when you're trying to build up to these pay-per-views, there's a flaw in that, especially if it's another show. Like, if takeovers are just on Wednesday nights also, and Fighter Fest, and and uh, what was the other one? Fight for the what fallen, one? right? And uh, fight for your right to party, or whatever the next one I is. I love right? that one. Um, um, it, 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 If that's gonna happen, then that that's that's setting this precedent now. That like actually, time is doesn't exist. Events don't exist. Every day is not really more special than the last. Unfortunately, you know, it's just like we live in Facts. times are they changed instantly? You know? Yeah. And Saturday a lot of Saturday's non-existent. Saturday's right. the same as Tuesday.
1: I don't know what day it is. I sent several emails this morning, right. Wednesday, saying it was Thursday because I just it, I don't know anymore. Right. And WWE's product, like a lot of it hinges on being on tour and being in big venues and being in extra big venues for pay-per-views and stuff. And like you said, that model is suffering right now because they don't have their backup plan is just doing every single show in the performance center. And it's like boring.
0: Right. So like last, like now every week, Cody is putting the title on the line every he's opening up every dynamite and then Moxley had a title shot last night uh, uh, last Wednesday so I do think that works where it's like why doesn't Drew just put it on like stop building to these pay-per-views now on top of building to these pay-per-views we're saying that like if it's going to be called the horror show and just still be the performance center that's setting yourself up for a disaster you know
1: yeah, there was nothing – I was excited that it was the horror show at Extreme Rules because I thought it would be something different. Or it would look of the like box. Halloween
0: Havoc, like a big yeah, pumpkin. Yeah,
1: that would be dope, like yeah. something. And also they had like we t- their social media posts leading up to it. They were really selling this horror show. And when you got there, there was nothing horrific about it. Like right. there – I just – it was – failed it wasn't anything it was a fun pay-per-view but the horror show element was a miss.
0: yeah i mean it's like you know um a A wb's failing to really pivot here you know they're (sighs) just waiting for you know to be honest it's not surprising they're they're in florida they're in tow with the governor and the administration and their plan is to, like, just get everything back to normal as soon as possible, right? As opposed to adjusting to the time. Like, it's actually kind of not surprising, you know? It's almost like a metaphor in that way. But, like, yeah, these title matches, put them on Raw, put them on SmackDown, make your shows uh, matter more because, like, this week you had Riddle versus AJ for the IC title, but people weren't that interested in it even though that's a killer match, because you know it's uh you you know it's not it's not a real pay per view style title fight where the, the 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 actual title could be turned over, you know? Right. So start setting that precedent that like, you know, SmackDowns could have big uh, uh, uh could feel different. Their model it's gonna have to it's gonna have to change, you know. If they want the ratings to go back up. Right, so I think that that's what that's what was frustrating about the pay per view, um, is that it's too much content to be the same. That's really what it is.
1: One hundred percent. It's it, AEW's
0: got the two hours a week. I know. And it's it, jam packed with important shit.
1: Right, and this and is important, just I'm like putting a, in quotes. You know, a bad time to have quarantine happen because in October all they ticked up. They added NXT to prime time and added another hour. And it's just so much right. already. And then now this quarantine thing happens where they're stuck in the performance center. It's just not, not great.
0: Right. So anyway, that being said, let's talk about the one part of extreme rules that was, I guess, ho- uh, was horror filled, which was the swamp fight. Um, so Aaron, you liked, you enjoyed you. You were big thumbs up for the, for the, for the swamp fight.
1: Yeah. I had a blast watching it. Yeah, I'm also thumbs up on the
0: Spawn fight. I thought it was a good time. I thought it was really fun. Mm -hmm. Um, um,
1: And it's just so refreshing to see one of the cinematic matches. Right. That like, I mean, Money in the Bank was one that I went into and I was excited, but I was let down because it wasn't good. Right. So they don't always deliver, I guess. But this one I thought was cool. Right.
0: I liked it. Like, it was a good time, but I will say, I thought it was very sloppy and one of their worst cinematic matches, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, Meaning, like, I rewatched it, and I think that, like, I I said this on the other app, like, immediately, there's something about Fedora Bray and that character that I, I think he never really figured out. And it shines through here whenever he cuts these promos. And I'm like, I don't follow this character. He looks awesome. He has a cool vibe. But I I don't ever know what he's talking about or what his goals are. And he fell, like, right back into that, cutting these long-winded, awesomely performed promos where I'm like, oh, shit, I zoned out. And I watched it twice. And both times I zoned out, long-winded. And, like, whereas The Fiend, I feel like he's very deliberate. I understand the fiend more. Um, you kind of get more of a scope of what he does, and there's theories behind it that you can kind of follow about what happens to wrestlers when you wrestle him and you beat him and how far he'll push you. And Bray just doesn't have that. Bray, if you remember, was just kind of a jobber, really. You know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, loved loved Bray. I would say Bray is one of the reasons I really got back, back into wrestling. I was like, this guy looks fucking cool. I saw him on a rocking chair with a lantern, and I was like, yeah. that's an interesting cat. That reminds me of, like, why I like wrestling, you know? Right, And totally. still, he's deeply one of my guys. He's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Um, okay, but that being said, I just felt like it was kind of felt like a bunch of scenes, but didn't really effectively edit in a way where it was like, oh, it's kind of all dream sequence, you know?
1: Yeah, I said in a text to you that it was like a bunch of cool scenes with like interesting transitions, like, okay, Braun just blacks out and he wakes up here, but there was no kind of continuity or like through line from scene to scene.
0: Right, and 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 like I didn't know what the rules of this thing were at all, and I didn't know if it's just uh um it's like oh come meet me here at the swamp. It was like Braun had been there before, but I also didn't feel like he had been there before. It was like welcome home, but also. There was nothing to it, really. There was no, like, landscape where you're, like, it just felt like, oh, they're in this corner. Now they're in that corner. You know, you they know what were, I mean?
1: were, like, in the garage where right. he delivered his, like, long soliloquy. Monologue. They were yeah. in the garage. I have to say, while he was doing that, you said you zoned out. I actually think I don't remember what he said because I was so concerned with – there was a light bulb dangling yes. in front of him. And yeah. it was, like, almost touching his skin. It's and like I was an like, Edison oh. bulb. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God, he's going to get burned. And I I was, like, very distracted by that.
0: Right. Yeah, no. But it's like – so then, like, you know, like, it was like – it was just like a bunch of tropes from movies. It's like, all right, Braun has that moment where he sees himself – and himself knocks himself out, like the mm-hmm. Star Wars. Like It's Vader. You knock his helmet, then you see your face underneath. Then he's in the chair tied up. Then he's fighting some guy with a shovel who then goes on fire, and you're like, who's this guy? Does <laughs> I do not have- know. Are they part of the White family? Like, these guys work for him. Like, who are these guys he's fighting? I don't know. I don't understand this swap. Like, for example, if you, there's, there's the, the Matt Hardy stuff is more like carefully done. Like, you know, it's the Hardy compound. Right. Character is there. And you even know when it's final deletion, there's a match and there's a ref and it's, right? So there's more clarity. Now, that being said, I don't think it needs all that. Because I love the precedent. My favorite thing about this match is that, like, it's a great way to get Bray away from the title. Like, mm-hmm. Bray does not need to. If you can he can wrestle guys who have the title, like he did here. But that's not what it's all about for this character. This character makes it personal. You go to him, and when you wrestle him, you have some kind of. You go to his territory. You try to like settle your situation with him. It's not about championships. It's above that. It might change you as a person. Yeah, he's
1: like collecting people or souls or whatever to put their photos on the wall in the Firefly Funhouse and like add another one kind of like his collection there.
0: But then it was like kind of random. It was like, Oh, here's this a uh, laughing little girl thing. It was just like, Oh, that's from a horror film. Let's put that in. Like the editor was just like, I'll add this, I'll add this, looks great. But it was it didn't feel right. like a real deliberate story. Now, like Alexa Bliss moment I thought was, was the cool. strongest moment yeah. in it. And it was like, Oh, then that's that when you're like, me. Oh, it's Sister Abigail and it's like, Oh, he always wanted to be with Alexa and that's how he's getting right. in your mind. I right? thought
1: I yeah, I, I at first was like, Oh, is this like is this sister Abigail? But then it just seemed like it was a vision of Alexa Bliss in like a, a, a yeah, I think so lace hood. I don't I don't know. Right. But it was a callback to their like years ago when they were mixed tag right. team partners. So
0: but that's um, a cool moment to yeah. haunt right. Gray with, right? Be like, oh, here's like this never worked for you. Like you were in love with this woman and I know it. You you never really said it, but I know it. But that's the only moment that was an actual spe- specific haunting mm-hmm. of that character, you know. Hmm. Um. Whereas, you, um, yeah. Well, I'll I'll, I'll say that for later. That will be too much of a derail. But then it was like another moment that was like to haunt him was that boat moment. They treated <laughs> the same way. But the boat the moment boat was
1: stupid. <laughs> yeah. So Bray. Uh, yeah, he's you in the boat. This moment. So Bray winds up on his back in a little motorboat in the swamp and somehow the motorboat powers on and rides off into the dark swamp and then Bron's like, yeah, yeah, cool. And then pretty soon after, the boat just kind of like turns around and comes back, but it's empty.
0: And he's like shocked. Like, I can't believe it's coming back. he's like, I back. can't believe it.
1: But yeah. it already
0: drove on its own. Right. <laughs> So like and then he looks in it, it's like it's empty. It's like right. yeah, he, he got out of the boat. Mm-hmm. He's like, Where did he go? And then he attacks right. him in the back. You're like, you know, it's just it's so low brow a moment like that. Coming off <laughs> that Abigail moment that was cool, you know, where you're like yeah. actually oh, like Strowman, like why not, you know, what what else has Strowman done that he's not proud of, you know?
1: Yeah, they could have turned the boat around and had, like, something in it or someone in it. Yeah, like, what about his
0: something- failed cash-in? Why don't they talk about right. that? Like, haunt him with the fact that, like, you failed to cash it. Like an old briefcase. Right. You know, like, yeah. like, like like dive into the lore of the thing. So, I just felt like, you know, anyway. And then the ending, I thought it was cool to, like, flash the the sign, like, oh, it's over. We I like won. But- I love that. I thought that was cool, but I didn't follow it. I was kinda like, Oh, it's over. Oh, okay. But because I didn't know how it ends, I was kinda like, Oh, there's no pinfalls in this? Like I didn't I didn't know the rules, so it was like it just didn't it didn't I had too many questions. You know, like well, you I saw say, the
1: fiend pop up at the end, right? Yeah, that so
0: then I'm saying then when the fiend popped up, that's cool. It's like but also what does that mean? That means that the fiend is well what does that even really mean? It's just he looked awesome. It's cool to see the fiend pop out of water. Yeah. What is it, what? what are we talking about?
1: I don't know, but I just kind of feel like, well, if the fiend is involved, like the fiend popping up at the end, it's like, oh, the fiend was behind this whole spirit journey that he led Braun Strowman on through the swamp. It doesn't justify everything that happened before, but I right. am willing to be like, Oh, okay, like
0: Right. And that's why I'm saying I liked it because I understand that I'm overthinking it. Yeah. But I just think it was like it there was a there was a way to make this way cooler and like didn't do. Like we like the Boneyard match was very successful. I thought that was really fun. And the Firefly Funhouse match was also cool because that was the build as the Fiend. So it was like full on psychological. That's yeah. like going into a maze of, of like uh, the mind maze of 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 uh, his opponent but this one didn't really have that because it was like trying to be Fedora Bray. And the problem is, Fedora Bray never made a lick of sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. And, uh, you know? um and they never tried they would get i mean go back listen to this podcast during his whole uh, it was so frustrating that the fedora bray was such a frustrating character he would everything was awesome but he never made any fucking sense he would just go on and on and you're like i can't figure out what this character's motives are i don't know what you know i don't know and he then he just loses you're all
1: right yeah Yeah, yeah totally
0: anyway that being said it was really fun Mm-hmm. I thought the best match on the card was Dolph Ziggler versus Drew McIntyre. Um, I thought that that match was really great. Um, Ziggler I, I had the stipulation that Drew, <laughs> that only Ziggler could use extreme rules, which great I was stipulation cool. for Ziggler. Yeah, great because he's so much smaller, you know. Yeah, uh huh. And then there were some really cool moments. Uh, Drew had a moment where he picked him up for a suplex to put him through a table. And then remembered, oh, I'm not allowed to use the tables, or I'll lose the title. So then he had to turn him around, and then he dropped Ziggler like right <laughs> on the mat. there. Yeah. But then he sold that, like, oh, that was more stress on his shoulder than he wanted to do because he had to turn him around. You're mm-hmm. like, this stipulation was really uh, a horror show. Uh, yeah, it was really haunting. It, uh, it Drew. was
1: horrifying. Well, and you could see like Drew doing the math, like, right. I can't. Oh wait, I it's my instinct to do this, but right. I am not allowed to because the title's on the line, which I thought was cool.
0: Yeah. The story of that match was great. And cause you saw it on, on Drew's face. It worked really well, especially in this setting of not a big audience. So it's more, you see them and hear them a lot more. So mm-hmm. that storytelling really worked. Ziggler had a couple moments. Ziggler jumped into that plexiglass. like Oh maybe a my God.
1: I know. <laughs> and that you, the sound is so amplified yeah. that it sounds like crazy. Like,
0: I know you sold the fuck game. out of that plexiglass, and then the nine count spot actually got me nervous. Where like the count out, I was like, you, Drew was so close to getting counted out. They cut that very close. Yeah. Um, and the finish was great. That claymore was the most out of nowhere claymore I've seen. <laughs>
1: Hashtag out of nowhere.
0: Right, because Ziggler was going for a super kick. And Drew did a kip up into a claymore. Very Very love dope. a kip
1: up. Love a kip up. Um.
0: Uh. By the way, just for people speaking about out of nowhere, we're gonna have a special bonus episode of this pod coming up that Aaron doesn't even know about. Um. That I discuss. that that is in the works today. Uh, but that's all I'm going to say for now. Oh. I think I'll probably put it on. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe it'd be a patron exclusive or the bonus feed, but I have a, uh, one of the, just this, just the, the most cow.
1: <laughs> I think uh, I sorry. know where this is yeah. going and I'm <laughs> yeah, very you're excited right. and you're I'm probably delighted. right. You're yeah. probably
0: right. All right. Um, was Paulo Cruz really medically, not medically cleared?
1: That's a really good question. I, I everything confused. I read said that he was not cleared, but it I don't know why. I think I read somewhere this is like sheet dirt, but like I read sheet that dirt. it's sheet dirt, but that he may have had like a back injury or a shoulder injury or something like that. Yeah. But they the word from the powers that be is that he wasn't medically cleared.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Well, um, I, I, that that also confused me. The Sasha Bailey match um, at Extreme uh, Rule. Oh no, Sasha, the Bailey match. Whatever was against Nikki. Yeah. You know, whatever. But Sasha wins the title against Oscar. So, okay, a couple things about this match. I, I I enjoyed the match, but boy, oh boy! I mean, Sasha is. Uh, she – she, sometimes she's hard to watch in the ring. I mean, they had a spot – I get – I don't know. There's not that many wrestlers where I really get, like, nervous to nervous. watch wrestle. Yes. She makes me so nervous. I yes. can't imagine what it's like to be her husband and watch her wrestle. You know?
1: It's got to be horrifying. She looks great, though, in her she, gear that he makes. But Yeah, I mean – Yeah. I'll... You see what she looked
0: like on Monday? She had the so. dopest outfit on. She looked – Like many, the unprecedented 1.1 million bucks.
1: Really? Oh my gosh. That's huge. I actually to look. Look it
0: up. It's like a onesie. Like, I
1: love that.
0: Like glitter onesie. Uh, You got to see it. I'm not going to describe it right. Yeah. It's like something like Selena would wear, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. That's awesome. Did you see it? Yeah. It's like a, uh, striped halter neck catsuit with, maybe rhinestones and mesh. Very cool.
0: I think it's see-through. Yeah. The
1: stripes are like see-through.
0: She just looked awesome. Like with the music playing, she looks looks, great. um,
1: But yeah, she's very reckless in the ring. And (laughs) it's one thing that, it's one thing that I kind of like about her because it is, sorry, there's a noise in my house. It is exciting to watch her, but it does make you nervous, especially because she has a track history of being a dangerous performer
0: that's the thing it's like but to be fair i'll say like i i would like another she reminds me sometimes of daniel bryan which is kind of a ridiculous comparison because daniel bryan is so technically sound you know Mm -hmm, totally but but sometimes if you if people remember not the current daniel bryan but he used to do before all his injuries and stuff, he used to just flip to the outside pretty recklessly and stuff. He, right. he, he, like, and that comes from the same place as Sasha's. She's wrestling, she's small, you know? Yeah. And she wrestles. A lot of these women are actually kind of like more, they're bigger than her. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, anyway, In person, like,
1: she's tiny.
0: Right. She's like a little person. So the. But, like, that spot where her and Oscar were on the top rope, they were doing, like, kind of a um, – what would you say that? That was like a uh, – it was like a German suplex from the top mm-hmm. rope, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. they set up for that spot for a long time. Like, they, they were, <laughs> they, they, they were, like the setup was way – I mean, sometimes it's fucking shocking. I remember, like, Ziegler and, and Rollins did a – one of those fal- reverse falcon, like a dragon suplex falcon right. arrow off the top rope, which I asked him about every time he comes on the podcast. I asked <laughs> him about that spot. Yeah. And he goes, which spot? And I'm like, you don't remember that? That wasn't like the highlight of your life that moment. right? It was at Summerside. But like they go, they, they go into those moves like fast. Like, yeah, you know, totally. um, this one they set up for a while and that also made me nervous. Then they did it and basically – the rotation of it is Sasha has to do a Mm backflip. She landed on her knee.
1: Right. Right. And that, and it looked bad.
0: And then she was selling it. Put, she, she rolled down the knee pad. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh my God, she fucking killed herself. But then she was
1: fine. Yeah, um, she was
0: fine. So I was like, "Oh my god, I got worked." And it, it, I don't know. It was it was it was it was kind of crazy. She sold it. I, I props to her because whenever you get sold injury, but she then went up the turnbuckle and then fell. Like she. Right.
1: Would... That's why I was. I, I wasn't quite clear on what happened Me with either. like if she did get hurt and was like or maybe got kind of hurt. I, I had no idea.
0: I think she maybe got kind of hurt. Is what I it? I yeah. Tweaked it. Yeah. But clearly, they messed up some kind of finish in this match.
1: Well, yeah. So yeah. what I called a major wig malfunction, an MWM, yeah. took place at the right. very, very the, uh, end. Oh, we
0: had an MWM. There was didn't an MWM. Catch that somehow,
1: I rewound it because I right. was like, "What happened here?" Because I want, I wanted to see it, and it looked like it was just like the wig may not have been fastened correctly right. or enough because. I think it just like slid back off her right. head and she had she actually covered it up really well cuz she was laying face down and right. then she was facing away from the camera a lot of the time but when you saw her she was holding the top of the wig like this and then after the end of the match when she was sitting outside of the ring she was like trying to tug it back on but it was I think the wig malfunction was not uh, it seems Silly, but I think if your wig malfunctions in the middle of a match like that and you're Sasha yeah. Banks, like it's actually a problem. It's an MWM.
0: Yeah. No, I know. I know. Um, yeah. I mean, the, well, you know, it's tough for the women in general because they wear the extensions and they come out a lot and, you I know, know I, it's a lot of hair, you know?
1: Yeah. And I couldn't tell. Like, I don't know. Forgive me. I don't know how they get their wigs attached because that fucker is on there. But so I don't know if it hurt or. Or what but to get your waist ripped out like that. I imagine moments
0: where it hurts. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So, oh my God, hold on. My dogs are going nuts, everybody. Hold on. Let me let me let okay, me let them break. in the room so they'll calm down. All right.
1: All right. So the dogs are entering Bengal Tiger Studios.
0: The dogs are entering Banger. Banger here, here, you know what? You guys listen to Alistair Black for one second.
1: Okay. All right, we're back.
0: All right. Um, yeah, but anyway, so the thing was, the fin- ba- Bailey putting the, uh, the ref shirt on, it, you know, I felt like this was like the night of confusion. Like, you had the swamp fight. I was like, how did that end? I was like, hey. is Apollo Cruz there? I don't know. <laughs> then, like, Rey Mysterio eye thing. I didn't oh. see the eye. I was like, wait, what happened there? Like, then this was like, is, did, ba- did she win? Like, if you had one of these, it'd be fine. Like, if it was like Sasha... Won the uh, uh the title and it was kind of weird. It was schmozzy, you'd be whatever. But the whole show was like a little sloppy in that way. Where I was like, I'm I'm kind of unclear what I'm. This this show is just like a, a mess a little bit. You it's know,
1: confusion show at Extreme right. Rules.
0: Right. Uh. That maybe that was the horror show.
1: Was yeah, The that... finishes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh.
0: But um. Yeah. So let's jump over. It. But anyway. Uh, Sasha with the title. Those guys, those those uh, women with the four titles is just a blast, you know? But I guess Sasha is not the champion.
1: Yeah. I, just, I didn't watch Raw, so I don't know what was yeah, decided, no, no, no. determined Ste- there. So Stephanie, Stephanie
0: came on the Titan Tron um, during Raw. And was she like, was hey, live hey. from
1: the Money in the Bank conference room at Titan Towers. Money in the, Money in the Bank conference Towers. room in Titan Towers, yeah. Yep. No,
0: that's the Money in the Bank conference room. All of a sudden, Stephanie, I guess you're the McMahons. I get that they're always in charge, but this show has no clear GM. All of a sudden, she's like, actually, next week. And, you know, the show is just, it's, it's sloppy. It's sloppy. I know she's Stephanie McMahon, but it is sloppy for Stephanie to just like, I show up whenever,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: and, and mm-hmm. that's it. And then no one's in charge of the show. It's, it's sloppy. Like, uh, you know, like you have Regal. You know Triple H. You know they're they're there doing it. So it's just it's 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 confu- it's confusing. It's like oh well, now they're gonna have another title shot, whatever. But okay, okay whatever. Okay. Um, yeah, this I for an I match. Um, look, I thought the match was fun. Rollins. Uh, I thought I, I, just to jump to Raw for a second. I thought cut a great promo on Raw. Um, which we'll get into, but I didn't see the eyeball. Um, I, I saw a pic did. of it online, but did yeah. you see it on the feed?
1: I was watching really closely for it because I was like, right. "Are they going to show it? Are they going to show it? Like, let's see the, these horrors." And through his hand, kind of, you could see like a white fake eye. It didn't look real at all. It was like matte. Like it didn't. It wasn't. Right. It didn't look like your eyeball would look. Right. And so, so I did see it the thing that was most horrifying to me was Seth Rollins throwing up like that, right. that I reacted to very negatively. I did not like it.
0: Right. Well, did not I like, it. Don't like, I like that. that. I like that. Seth Rollins is throwing up. Cause he's like, so disgusted what he do with this stuff. I kind of love where they're going with, I think Seth Rollins and Randy Orton are doing like cool jobs during this quarantine. Like the Seth Rollins is like, his character is like going down this wormhole. And what he yeah. did that was at this promo during this promo i thought was fucking killer was is he reminded us why he became a bet a villain which Mm -hmm. i thought was really cool he like what he was like there was like the question i keep getting is do you regret doing what you did to ray and he's like my question to the WWE universe is do you guys regret what you did to me you made me this way right and it reminded us remember why he turned heel like he was the face of the company with the title and then with the fiend thing everybody started booing him and Seth Rollins mm-hmm. is not cool and all that shit and he's like you turned me into this you know and yeah. so it's cool that like we know actually he's a good guy but the fans drove him fucking nuts that's the arc of this new Seth Rollins which right. is very cool you know and it makes
1: a lot of sense
0: yes I I I really like the work he's doing Seth Rollins is so good at this biz um yeah. And he's, he's, I think, the guy doing the best, him and Orton, but I think that Rollins is the guy doing the best work during the quarantine that's not going to get the credit he deserves. Right. Because uh, with the crowd, it would be way better.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, he does thrive, though, without the crowd around. And I think he's, like, working on his acting skills a little bit more, and there's some more subtlety when he speaks. Whereas, like, I think I that – should have known better, dude. Yeah, it gets lost in the crowd. <laughs> right should
0: uh, good for uh, you. Yeah, well yeah, we, we know he's been studying Christian Bale specifically.
1: Yeah. He must uh, watch that. <laughs> we uh um, Good for him. Good for him.
0: Yeah, honestly good for him. If I'd say anything, I would say really, you know what? Good for him. Mm-hmm. Good for him. I agree. Uh um, but uh so <laughs> uh, um, 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 oh, got good it good for you <laughs> Worth okay. it um Sammy Guevara. He's back.
1: Uh, uh he's what was back. his name Sp- uh, when he had the mask on? Oh, I, what did they say? I don't know. I forgot. I actually turned Serpentino. Down,
0: I turned down a, t- to give Karrion Cross uh and Dijakovic the full I gave them the full screen because it was like this was I'm trying to figure this Karrion Cross guy out.
1: You know, both of you,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to figure this out because I'm not feeling it at all. Uh huh. And, uh, but a lot of listeners are like, he's cool. He's awesome. He's awesome. So I'm like, I want to make sure I give it my full, uh, uh thing. And, uh, whatever, while we're talking about it, but I'll get into it more on the bonus set. But, um, I liked the match. The, the, uh, him, Dijakovic had a good match. Uh, I, I, I liked it. I just don't, uh, I'm unclear with this carrying cross guy. I'm unclear. It's, I'm not, it's, I'm not, I, 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 I'm I not clicking into whatever the Fallen Prey thing is.
1: I, I, me neither. I, I don't watch NXT right. very much. Right. So you're like,
0: so. well, I'm saying it's just they just say Fallen Prey. And, pray and uh, it's like TikTok, your time is up. But it's like, whereas I, I just I don't have a handle on it yet. And I don't think they do either. So anyway, yeah. it's a little like satanic or something or like mm. Fallen Prey. We're going to take this place down. But I'm not. I I I want to. I I just I want a little more. I want to. I want. I, I want to get a handle on it. I'm also unclear of his wrestling style. Totally, he's not. They're they're. He's built like he's fucking monster. Right. But he's not Batista sized. And so, oh, well,
1: if you're not Batista size, right. there's no, no room in this, in this room for you.
0: <laughs> well, I'm saying, so it's like Alistair Black. He's like a kickboxer. Right. Right. And then he's supposed to be threatening Keith Lee, but he's a lot smaller than Keith Lee.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I, I don't, and it seems like he's doing a lot of, uh, he's, he doesn't have, I don't know what his disciplines are. It seems to be like doing a lot of slams, you know,
1: Ooh, slam anyway. heavy.
0: I just don't have a handle on it yet. I'm not saying I don't like him. I don't have a handle so on it yet. So you
1: turned down AEW. Right a- yeah, it's say soyft. 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 Oh, Um. Yeah. yeah. You turned down AEW in favor of NXT so you could dive deeper into Cross.
0: Yes, because we have listeners. Who do not who who don't like my a my perceived AEW bias. Well, um, we know
1: you have a bias. I mean but,
0: but let's talk about AEW well no, but go back six months ago before AEW started, I was like, I don't know how they're gonna compete with NXT at yeah. all. And then AEW this week, that first hour of AEW was a fucking blast.
1: It was off the chains. Like was, a lot happened. Yes. It was like wow. I was like, what
0: are they going to do in the next hour? I mean, I cannot yeah. believe it. And that-
1: I clicked – I I don't double rig. I go back and forth, and I right. clicked over to NXT on a break to see what was happening, and it was like a musician in the studio talking about, like, making music and how, like, the the beat of the song is like the beats in wrestling. It was – I just turned it off.
0: Oh, good
1: for you. <laughs> right. Um no was,
0: you know like there was some really good spots it was a match with that um uh uh the, that dude Bronson Action Bronson uh I love action versus Bronson. <laughs> versus uh I would like watch that Roddy Strong and and uh Gargano and there there was mm-hmm. some killer spots in there I love that Roddy Strong does the full on olympic slam um mm-hmm. so if Kurt Angle's gone someone needs to do it He's, I, I I love Roddy Strong's wrestling style I always pop for Gargano's uh he does like that spear through the middle of the ropes, kind of like a dart thing. Right. I love that. He, there's tons of shit that they do. That It was a great time. I was enjoying the NXT show. The AEW was just like butchering the blade and versus the Bucks. That match was
1: insane.
0: I mean, the, right. uh, that was these, crazy. I don't know. NXT, like, you know, look, I love, I, I, it's like, I guess you could argue if you're a true wrestling purist, you could be like, well, that stuff's a little too spot festy mm-hmm. for me. I like more, your more traditional wrestling talent. You could like that. But mm-hmm. just from the eyes of just if you put just entertainment eyeball eyeballs, right? Yeah, just I, the, wa- I my watch dad. with
1: entertainment eyeballs. Right,
0: like my Most dad's of. eyes, right? Yeah. <laughs> like if both shows up.
1: Look gonna through be Richie's like,
0: eyes. Well, what's the point of these guys pointing at NXT when right. you have these guys are fucking crazy? Like these people are fucking nuts. And that's what it is. Like AEW, I mean, the wrestling is like these people are going to die. Like, you the know, you, first
1: match yeah. ended with Cody in a pile of tacks. This was, like, eight twenty on a Wednesday. <laughs> and, and they weren't even rigged tacks,
0: either. Like, the tacks, oh. you saw his back. It was, like, they were stuck in his back. And, like, also, when you're watching, you're like, Cody's not going to the tacks. You know what I mean? It's going to be Kingston. That's why they brought totally. it Kingston. And he's going to go through this tacks. And then you're like, no, he's, he just went right on the tacks. Ah, oh, I know. It was yeah. just... Like Cody's crazy. like out there Like every
1: They make every Wednesday Like feel like a fucking big deal Totally And I think um, it's smart That he's like kicking off every show With this challenge Cause you never Like Forrest Gump said You never know what you're gonna get He said that
0: Yeah
1: um, You know that's a I
0: I don't understand I, I'm interested like if you I, I understand that perspective and I respect the perspective if you're someone who's like that wrestling is like it's if you see it and you're like it's too crazy for me it's too spot festy it's I like to see like more two guys grappling you want to see more of that like Orny Adams like they had that match Orny Lorkin uh, not Orny Adams that's a comedian <laughs> Orny Lorkin uh, versus uh, Timothy Thatcher right I mean those two guys by the way. <laughs> I mean, they looked like default wrestler A and default wrestler B. Like <laughs> right. They're both in blue trunks. They looked exactly well, like, – it looked like one version of him where he doesn't shave his head and one version <laughs> where he doesn't. It was like yeah, pre-quar, yeah. post-quar. Uh,
1: right, uh. right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, like, no, that being said, those guys are killer wrestlers. I mean, Thatcher – I'm actually a mark for Thatcher. Uh, I think he's he looks awesome with his teeth look like shit – I mean, he's scary looking dude. He, he like, and he, and, and he feels like a perfect dude to have, like, be like a submission guy. Great. Yeah. But if my dad saw that match and then he saw the butcher and the blade where the blade flipped to the out of the ring, missed the table. I don't know how oh he's even walking. Oh
1: my God. You know? I, all, all I could think about was like his tailbone. Like he landed like square on his ass.
0: Right. And then the the match Crazy. ends with the Bucks both jumping off of oh each my tunnel. God. And yeah. you're like I, I don't know you know and, then, and so then I was like, Oh wow that match was insane. Then they cut immediately Jake the snake, and, right? And <laughs> you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> he's with Lance Archer is huge. And he just goes, come here. And then he goes into the locker room and he just beats up every stooge in the locker room, throws one guy through the ceiling. <laughs> the, like
1: tile came out and fell and broke. My favorite part was he yeah. like knocked one guy down and then like picked him up by the back of his jeans and was like carrying him right. like a true bully move.
0: Threw him uh, in the trash. Right, uh, and uh, that's it. Now, look, look. I just think we're con- so. I I just don't understand how a wrestling fan AEW feels like. I always say it just feels like the wrestling show that like we've always kind of wanted. I feel like it's like yeah. it's you know it's just it's for it's more for adults. It's run by a fucking Mark and a half who just learned <laughs> right. everything right like Tony totally. Khan. He's he's a billionaire Mark. 35 year old guy watched what Vince did, took all the best fr- stuff from it, and was like, Oh, I'm going to build on this and bring a new perspective. And it's, we have both. We still have WB. We're the winners. We're, we're yeah. winning. We still get to watch Edge Orton, you know? Yes. We get to watch Royal Rumbles and Brock. We get to see all that. But then we also get to see uh, 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 a fucking Canadian destroyer off of a dinosaur.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: It's just, it's a great, it's that's what's crazy is that wrestling right now feels frustrating with this quarantine shit. That's
1: the problem. But yeah. But also
0: amazing at the same time, where I'm shocked that wrestling fans are like, are, are dipping out. And I'm also shocked. I'm like, I'm shocked. I think AEW should have higher ratings every week.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it is easy to dip out on the WWE product. Like, I, don't watch right. SmackDown with the volume on most of the time. And I watch a lot of Raw on mute. But that's qu-
0: that's all quantity. That's
1: quarant yeah, it's quantity and it's quarantine. The cues. It's, it's the two cues. The Q and R. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if if what I used to watch when I used to watch um but in during the Attitude Era, um as a, as a young lad. Okay. Oh
1: yeah, you were just a a, you, a you saw queen. what i looked
0: like remember what were we watching the beyond we the watched
1: mat. beyond the mat and like <laughs> dan's like analog was in the movie
0: there was basically me it looked just like and i was like i can't believe that's probably what i exactly looked like and my watching, thought watching after,
1: it was i bet this is like dan like this no has had to be between was me like-
0: then and now <laughs> except for right. that i was a virgin then and mm-hmm. i am still now but, you had uh, the, you had brokes. facial
1: hair, you were full ground. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, sadly for me, I'm the same guy then and now. Yeah. But like I wasn't I feel the same way about Monday Night Raw then that I do now, uh-huh. except for the fact that the con the quant the content of it, the quantity, is so hard to keep up with. But if I'm saying for you, if Raw was then, then Raw was a huge deal. Mm-hmm. They added SmackDown then. And so it was like fine, but that was at the height of wrestling. Right. But you didn't have NXT, you know, uh, you had WCW was dying, you know, Mm -hmm. but even then it was like Raw's the thing to watch. You can kind of smack, you can kind of miss SmackDown. Right. If Raw was just, if you said two, and it was two hours, by the way, you know, that
1: would be key.
0: So if Raw was once a week and you didn't have SmackDown, just Raw, you would never miss a Raw.
1: No, I of course not. Of course not. It's
0: they overwhelm It's just so like people, AEW. It's, anyway.
1: it's 2 hours. It's easy to watch. And then yeah. that's it for the week. They're I mean, you can watch AEW Dark if you want, but like it's that's just what it is. I I For totally the hardcore agree with that.
0: marks. I'll re- relate this to Magic the Gathering because some people like this.
1: I like it and I know nothing about Magic. Well, like they I,
0: they they decided to make these things called expedition lands, right? Mm. And they're like, these are extremely rare promo products. And they're in like so a rare like if you wanted to get a mythic rare card that's one out of every eight pack, these are one out of every forty five pack, something like that. That's right? very rare. And they're and they're like full art. They look awesome. You know they have high value. They're gonna stay so when those came out, I was like, I'm chasing all of these. And I and I put a Love lot that. of effort into into getting them. Uh-huh. Trading opening packs, I would get one I'm like, "All right, uh, I have this one, you know, right." And then they announced, "Oh, there's going to be these kind of promos in every set that comes out." And then you're like, "All right, I can't do that again. <laughs> I can't right. I can't do that." I was like, yeah. "I love and I still look at them and go like, "Oh, those ones are those are so cool. I wish I could chase those, but I just can't." And when something becomes overwhelming, You just don't do it. It's like when you look at your to-do list and you're like, oh, individually, these are all not that hard to do, but as a list, I'm going to do none of this.
1: Yeah. It takes the wind out of your sails. I would equate that to like when McDonald's had teeny beanies, the little beanie babies and their happy meals, I was like, I really wanted to have the full set of teeny beanies, but... For my parents, it got to a point where I was like, bitch, we're not taking you to McDonald's that much. So yeah, I, the I never Princess got there.
0: Teeny beanie. Well, I
1: had like the platypus and the flamingo yeah. and stuff, but there might have been like one that I missed and right. it was just like, it had diminishing returns. Like how right. many of these can I get?
0: Um, Fuck it. yeah. And then you just, get I, I totally, you, you eventually just give up. but mm-hmm. so, all right. Moving, uh, beginning uh, back into the realm of wrestling and not uh, our 90s hobbies, um, right. that uh, for me have extended into the, the today. Um, you should see my beanie baby collection. I'm you, should, sick. you should see my beanie babies, but um, yeah, so anyway, um, I, I, all right, well, yeah, all right, two places I want to go, uh huh. So it's looking like Kairi Sane is leaving mm-hmm. and they're trying to get her to stay. And they let her pin Bailey on on Raw. And um, I read that was her last match, though. But I don't know if it is or not. But we'll such see what happens loss. with, with Kairi Sane. But it's like, you know, it's that classic thing. It's like she's threatening to leave. So now they're giving her some good booking, you know? Of um, course. Right.
1: That's such a loss, too, because she's really great. Mm.
0: Yeah. We had the return of Mustafa Ali. Mm. Which is
1: cool. Looking Did they good. just
0: ditch the whole hacker angle?
1: Oh my god, I don't know. Was the hacker angle hacker Was the hacker angle attributed officially to Ali? Sammy
0: Guevara. It was um, Sammy
1: Guevara.
0: Yeah, that's what we, we just. Uh, no, I don't. I have. It felt like it was him. Or I whatever. thought it was
1: him too, but then it disappeared. I I saw like maybe. A,
0: I don't know. They probably just realized like, how, what are we gonna
1: do with a hacker?
0: Like what, right. what? What do you even do with that? You
1: know, mean, <laughs> okay, this abandoned ship. I mean, yeah. I'm down to
0: try anything, but like, what do they can't? You know, I don't know what they exactly do with that. Um, and then another thing that was shady this week: Alistair Black shadily ended his undefeated streak, um, right? Which was pretty smart because, like, you can't the undefeated streak thing is is a trap. Um, and but they made him look strong. They booked him strong, and people didn't even know that. Um, Rollins had uh, beat him this week. Uh, yeah. So, um, um, I don't know. save some of this stuff for the bonus episodes. All right. Last thing I want to talk about is there's a hashtag going on, the Naomi Deserves Better hashtag.
1: Oh, yeah. I've seen this.
0: And this got a lot of heat. Um, this was just getting a lot of traction that, like, she's not booked right. And then Booker T came out and said that um, – you don't he came in with kind of what do you think he came back came with? Like the classic that generation this is how wrestling works. No one gets anything, you earn everything, no 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 you don't want to give her a handout and blah 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 and this and right. that. Right. And it's it just you know, it's just an interesting thing because I love to also believe that. Like I love to think you earn stuff. Right, right. I, I I love to think in wrestling, you grab that brass ring. That's
1: it's not like a participation about. trophy culture,
0: right? But let's talk. Let's talk about the reality, which is fucking tough for these guys, the Booker T guys. They really, yeah. Now, I'll say this in full disclosure: I don't think Naomi has had, has 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 had like uh, anything close to like a Becky blood moment right no. or like anything close to although she did have a heel run that i didn't hate back in the day but i know she said that it kind of made her uncomfortable because it like wasn't totally wasn't her her, yeah. her vibe i mean in, the in becky
1: blood moment is like lightning and it's like it's it, lightning it, in a bottle i just said yeah. anything close
0: to it you know no, you see not that as an example as a like because that's that's on Par with Austin 316. Like, that's right, like right those moments you live for, and they're hard to write. That's like pipe bomb level moment. You yeah, know? Like yes. that 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 if you're like doing 10 10 lightning in a bottle wrestling moments, the reason we watch wrestling, the Becky moment is on that l- top ten list, probably. You know what I mean? percent That's yeah. like barbershop window. Uh, like I, you know, I think yeah. over time that goes up there. But like I've watched Naomi for a long time and she hasn't had a match. I really remember. Um, she hasn't had a promo that has came to mind. So in that sense, I just want to full disclosure of that now I think she's talented. She's super athletic, arguably the most athletic woman in the women's division. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, the glow gimmick is cool. Like I-, I love the glow belt.
1: I loved the glow belt. That's one. I would love a replica of personally. Right.
0: um, Okay, but and 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 one of Booker T's claims against Naomi was he had said that he was like, she's super athletic, but like, I, I he's like, I'd love to work with her for a little bit. I'd, I'd give, I'd start giving her better matches. So I, I think he was calling into question her in ring work, which okay. I don't pretend to be an expert on knowing, like, no. is Naomi not trained right or blah, blah, right, blah. Right, right. I don't know. Um, I don't know exactly, but let's just talk about booking in general. We know that in WWE, you don't get – you get a script. That's like proven, right? Right, yeah. And the more wrestlers that leave – like I read an article um, that was talking about Eric Young was on Sirius, and he was talking about leaving, and he's like, WWE makes it all – the, the same and he was like when I was working with Triple H and NXT when we were doing the whole sanity thing mm-hmm. he was like I had actual some creative control over that and he right. basically pointed his finger at Vince the biggest example pointing their finger at Vince is Dean Ambrose and yeah. I can't help but think about Dean Ambrose because if you go back Dean Ambrose was on Stone Cold's podcast when he was the champion mm-hmm. or maybe he Remember wasn't the that. champion yet and Stone Cold embarrassed Dean. He did. He straight up was like, "You don't. Why don't you grab the brass ring? Like you're not doing anything." Yeah, <laughs> you he know? like
1: took him to task over that shitty this, mania match. Yeah, exactly.
0: With Lesnar,
1: right? And because Dean Ambrose was defensive about, he kind of like deflected everything onto Brock. Right. So. I was very vocal on this podcast,
0: kind of like uh, talking about grabbing the brass ring. Stone Cold always talks about Cesaro. He's like Cesaro. Uh, uh, it, it, you know, what he asked Vince, he was like, "Why are you? What, what? What? He actually asked him. He was like, "Why don't you push Cesaro? Look what this guy can do." And he's like, "He's missing." Vince straight up was like, "He's missing something." You know, right? The okay. X Factor, right? He's yeah. like, Cesaro, He's, he just said it honestly, which I thought was one of the more honest moments we've seen from Vince. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so you think about Ambrose, and he said this stuff, and for years it was like, hey, uh, I, that was the perception, is that Ambrose was not clicking in WWE because he wasn't grabbing the brass ring. Then he leaves, talks a bunch of shit, goes to AEW, and in my opinion is doing fucking great work when he has this creative freedom, the, you know? It,
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, and, because he, he like probably,
1: and he probably wants to perform better because he stands behind the product. You know what I mean? It's not right. like he's given the script, he's doing it begrudgingly, blah, blah, blah.
0: Right. So if I'm saying like what they do in court cases, right, you look for precedent, right? That's what, you know, uh, yes. the Supreme court justices, they are looking through old Cases and looking for precedents and examples. So if I'm looking for the precedent, the Naomi precedent, I go to Dean Ambrose versus Vincent Kennedy McMahon and the <laughs> WWE yes. trial. And I look at the outcome of that, and I say, this issue is true. Like, it is it is true. Absolutely. That, and if you're Booker T and you're saying you have to grab the brass ring and you're Stone Cold saying grab the brass ring, you you are – I agree that there's some extent where you have your moments, you have your get these hands moments, you have your suplex city moments, but under the parameters of WWE to point, to blame it fully on talent nowadays, you know, you're being a jerk. You're wrong.
1: It's 100% wrong. And you know, the argument always comes up like, well, Vince just controls everything. Like Naomi doesn't, she can't just decide like she's not the person who's in power in the situation. Like she, I agree that she does deserve better, but it's Vince's call. And that's the, that's the root of the problem. Right. I think like, if you think about SNL. Yeah.
0: Is is similar to WB in that way. That's a world that I'm very familiar with. And so like in SNL, you pitch every there's no ideas that don't come from the talent right Right. so everybody comes to the table and they're at a table read and you read it And then you bring, oh, I'm going to try this character. Now, it might not make the show. And then you might, none of your stuff made the show. And then you get cast in a bunch of other stuff. And you have smaller parts, parts you don't want. But you got to try to bring your thing to the table. There's some (laughs) level of democracy. Now, it's historically and written about a place that has a bunch of politics and and clicks and blah, blah, blah. So it's hard to get your stuff through. So that makes it difficult. But WWE doesn't even come from a place of you pitch your ideas. Some guys can do it. Some don't. If you get listened to, it's completely random. The the creative is very tightly controlled and it's given to you. Right? You're you Mm -hmm. are expected to perform like an artist, but treated like just an actor. Yes. So right? So there to to say that to say something like Booker T is saying is to be blind to the uh, bureaucracy of the institution, and you're not looking at precedent, which is the Dean Ambrose versus Kennedy, Vince Kennedy McMahon, McMahon WWE uh, mm-hmm.
1: case. Legendary court case.
0: Right. And yeah. um, what about Cody Rhodes versus Vince Kennedy me, Kenny McMahon? I mean, Cody was so underestimated by WWE. I mean, if you see what Cody's up to now and you think that he couldn't main event in WWE, that's silly. the guy has so many so much creativity in his bones.
1: right and it's just like Vince has all the power and he's the like governing body but he is also often I mean he's sometimes just straight up wrong like right. there's precedent for him being incorrect about stuff all the time and who he gives chances to and opportunities to like he's not making the right, right. call. All the
0: time. Right. And there's so many other factors that I'm not even totally blaming him, but I'm saying I do blame this thing of like, you got to earn everything. I think that that's only half of it. Yes. And so if you're come down being like, and it's just how I feel about politics. It's why I do like the, you know, the, the plug, the RGN, the Dan Black Attack podcast. I'm so shocked everybody thinks they fucking know everything, especially complicated issues. People have hard, hard stances about stuff that is so, so involved. You know, right. and that's what happened to, to like this Nick Cannon thing where he's yeah. trying to like, here's a, here's an opinion about something that is way above uh, uh, his understanding, you know? Right. So anyway, um, yeah, so I think Naomi, does Naomi deserve better? Every WWE talent deserves better.
1: <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. Right? So, right. And I think Naomi's great. I think they, yeah, Naomi's great and she's really likable and I think people want to see more not only that but she's like from what i saw like a pretty big part of total divas and so like people kind of i think feel like trinity uh, like yeah yeah i'm like i at least feel like oh i'm kind of familiar with her as like a person and i really like her a lot and would like to see her on my tv on like you know monday or friday more
0: yeah i would like to see people i would like to see wrestlers I would like to I, I would like to see wrestlers execute their vision for their characters yeah more. that's that's totally. like all I really want um and it seems like Triple H from what I'm reading Triple h is better at this than Vince like that's just what these wrestlers they're all leaving now so the mouth the mouths are moving you know yeah and uh, it's pretty interesting anyway i'm gonna save the rest of the stuff we have here for the bonus episode this week, uh, but I'll give you a little preview of some of these topic, topics that I got, which is um should Brian Cage wear kick pads? Um, you, uh, <laughs> does Did Brick Baker get, actually break her nose? I looked a little closer at that. Uh, <laughs> did she break her nose when that thing hit her? Or did she break her nose when she was bleeding at that other match? I don't know. I'm interested in that. Um, I want to talk a lot about how great this MJF match was. <laughs> Um, uh-huh. on AEW and what a great character building match he had moment there had nothing to do with titles it was just about building a uh, a character and doing his thing at that TV time um and then we'll talk about this NXT title tournament and we'll talk more about carrying uh carrying uh, Cross and I I'd like to get well I'll get Tulo's take on uh on Carrion Cross I um
1: too take.
0: he's we'll got a Tulo's lot of take yeah i mean i'll tell you what a big scarlet mark she mm-hmm. when she enters uh, and that whole thing i'm i'm totally she's she's a star she uh her acting is great when uh she's just smiling and laughing and she's like kind of scary uh <laughs> i dig it
1: <laughs> And right they're a couple yeah. in real life right yes okay
0: cool yeah, yeah. that's cool irl yeah honda honda IRL. anyway aaron I'll see and you uh, uh, uh the next. At the time Cow record, Movie Clubhouse. I'll see you at the Cow Movie Club, and we'll and be you talking don't about. Don't forget,
1: knockout. we're going to be talking about knockout. And uh, after you listen to this episode, check out the Cow Movie Club sampler, My Spy episode. That that is. When is that? What it, day should of, I put that out? Uh, put it out along with this episode.
0: All right, I'll put it out.
1: Yeah, so you guys can click over to the My Spy episode and see what we're up to in the Cow Movie Clubhouse. And if you like it, you can join us next week to watch Knockout at patreon.com slash Wrestling. All right,
0: everybody. Yeah, thank you. And everybody check out the Dan Black Attack podcast while you're at it. That one is free. I mean, we're we're doing a lot of potting and a lot of good content. And also, by the way, a lot of you reached out to me today about the – The Nick Cannon discussion And uh, You know You were saying That you really dug it So I appreciate You guys listening That's great And rate all of our podcasts Five stars at Apple Podcasts Right Everybody Hey Keep watching wrestling Kisses (laughs) Comedians (laughs) Of wrestling I listen up Wednesday When I go to work